Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? It's Mike here for another episode of the Life of a Fighter podcast. This episode and every episode is brought to you by our Life of a Fighter shop. Check it out, lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop. You guys know the rest at this point. If not, check the details below for the rest of our sponsors, information, all that great stuff. And also go to lofclothing.com for all of our great apparel and gear. All right, today we're talking about inflammation. And uh, this topic was kind of inspired because during the week I work with a wellness and balance group and we try and pick a topic every week. And I was really intrigued by the topic of inflammation that we were talking about this week. So I thought it would be just a great topic to talk about with uh, the audience here because whether it's you're a competitive athlete, you're you're dealing with inflammation, whether you're just um, a normal individual looking at fitness, you're going to be dealing with inflammation to one extent or another, corporate professional or really anyone. Everyone's dealing with inflammation to one extent or another because we have natural inflammation that's just a part of our biological process. Um, and, and there's really two kinds if we break it down in the most simplest way. We have acute or short-term inflammation and then chronic long-term inflammation. Now, acute inflammation is basically an essential part of the healing process for our body. When it starts to turn into chronic inflammation, that's where it can lead to uh, numerous health conditions, um, specifically looking at a lot of chronic diseases that are just plaguing society right now, whether we look at heart disease, obesity, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, gout, asthma, and just a, a variety of chronic conditions that go beyond that. They all have an, an, in common inflammation. And ultimately that inflammation, um, looking back at the short term versus long term, the issue becomes when it goes from a short term um, response to that long term presence of constant inflammation. And where we really see that is um, when we look at an initial injury, let's say you sprain your ankle, inflammation originally going there to help with with swelling so that you can kind of protect the area. Also getting white blood cells into that area and, and numerous other responses going on to help with the healing process. The downside is when it stays for a long period of time is when it actually starts to potentially, once the his, uh, tissue heals and, and the response is kind of ended from that standpoint, but inflammation still remains, the downside is it can actually attack healthy tissue and organs in that region. Um, and, there, and there's a bunch of other things, even edema and things related to that. But that's the biggest issue. Um, and, and there's a lot of variables tied into that. One of the other aspects is not just physically when we look at inflammation with, when we're talking about you know, an injury with you know, a joint, um, a bone, or anything along those lines. There's also inflammation of the brain. That's a tremendous issue that I'm even more passionate about nowadays because of kind of my involvement with the geriatric population and, and just getting more education on really the brain, especially since um, I was kind of 
considering retiring and actually deciding uh, to retire and looking at the brain and inflammation, whether it's um, from acute trauma due to impact, such as fighting, whether it's from nutritional choices, whether it's from other kind of chronic conditions or genetic conditions that could be there. Um, it really made me aware of the decisions I was making and the position I was putting my body in and really just making conscious decisions of saying, hey, if I can choose to not put as much inflammation in the brain or not as many decisions to put my body in jeopardy to have inflammation, why not do that? And the downside to inflammation, especially in the brain, it can alter blood flow to the brain, um, which can lead to tissue damage and cognitive decline. Inflammation is also related to um, dementia disease and, and all the variety of dementia, such as Alzheimer's and, and varieties that come off of that. And that's something that was really important to me because I, I work with the geriatric population more now and I see kind of the impacts it has on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and it really kind of made me be way more cognizant of my future. And that's something I kind of wanted to share with you all today. It's not just the inflammation of from an injury, how to recover properly, but also considering the lifestyle choices we're making and the inflammation, not just physically in our body from the mechanic standpoint, but also the impact it has on our brain and where we're going to be 20, 30, 40 years down the line, or even 10 years down the line, depending on you know where we're at, our age and all those variables, and, and even just our genetics. So when we look at inflammation, again, we can look at um, potentially, you know, um, anti-inflammatories that we're taking, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or NSID, um, whether that's aspirin, ibuprofen or variations off of that, whether it's other medications that we're taking, prescription or not, um, whether it's the diet that we're taking in, um, good foods or not good foods that we're taking, whether it's stress that we place ourselves in from work environmental um, from physical, anything related to that. And again, all this kind of comes with the caveat of still talk to a doctor, talk to your doctor, your primary care physician, or a medical specialist that has an understanding of your medical background. And if you don't have one or you're not comfortable with the one that you have, um, either get a referral, reach out to us. We're more than happy to help you find that because again, I'm not a doctor. Um, that's not my area of expertise. This is just a topic that I'm passionate about that I wanted to bring up. And then I've actually just talked to other health professionals in our network that I'm just kind of sharing that information with y'all. So again, when we look at some of the things that we can do with inflammation, one of the biggest variables I think we have control over is nutrition and what's going into our body from a food standpoint and a fluid standpoint. So the biggest things that are the low hanging fruit, I say, and what you hear a lot of health professionals, and I'm just regurgitating that information to you guys, is... First, avoiding sugary drinks, uh, sodas, beverages, anything like that. Um, even the, the Gatorades and the Powerades, things like that, because of the impact it has when we talk about inflammation, any high fructose corn syrup specifically, that's a huge, huge aspect that we can avoid that will have an impact on our inflammation potentially. Also, another variable when we talk about food and intake is avoiding not just the sugary drinks, but sugary foods, candies, any kind of high fructose corn syrup sweetened items, um, anything over the shelves that, that are again, again, you're going to see high fructose corn syrup or, or the fructose corn syrup additives in there. Avoid them as much as you can. Um, when we look at fruits and vegetables that's or, or fruits in general, fructose, that's a different aspect of sugar. doesn't have the same kind of impact on our brain and on our body. So that's where we can start to kind of draw the lines of, okay. Um, and even when we talk about fruit, you can see, and this is where the marketing world can get really tricky of, oh, you know, made with 100% fruit, but it's a fruit roll-up. And even if it is made with 100% fruit, it gets processed down. There's additives to it. So be very careful and be really smart with how you look at 
um, the boxes and the marketing. Don't just trust because it says on it, oh, made with 100% fruit. Oh, it must be great. No, look at the ingredients. There's a high, fruit, high fructose corn syrup that has other additives. If you're not sure, again, get with us. Reach out to us at Life of a Fighter. Um, reach out to another health professional that you trust, even if it's not us whoever it is, get a professional and kind of run it by them or just do some information yourself. Take pictures. The cool thing about technology now is you don't even have to, to pay for a lot of services. Again, this podcast free. You can go on YouTube. You can listen to the podcast. You can send us messages. You can reach out to other professionals and they'll put out great content. There's already a bunch of great content out there. It'll help you with that information. So that's one thing. We can avoid the sugary drinks. Also avoiding um, simple carbs. And when we talk about this category of simple carbs, there, there could be a lot to it. But the easiest way to think of it is white processed foods. And this is specifically talking about inflammation. There's other aspects and variables to it. There could be benefits. Um, you know, if it's post-workout, you need some simple carbs. Um, maybe we could look at it instead of doing white breads or white rice. You can look at another fruit option or another starchy carb. Even white rice, actually. That's not, not as horrible. I think is other options that are a little bit more processed, like breads that are packaged and contained and put over the shelves and, and different variables like that. But again, white processed um, carbohydrates, like again, the white breads, your pastas, things like that, again, can have an inflammation impact. So that's something we can avoid as well. So we kind of talked about some of the things to avoid. I think we can also look at some of the things to actually take in and increase to help with that. So again, eating fruits and vegetables, eating nuts, eating high fatty acid foods, omega-3 specifically, research has shown that will help cross the blood-brain barrier and have an impact and help mitigate some of the inflammation in the brain. Um, whether we're looking at you know Harvard, whether you're looking at the National Institute of Health. And again, I think just because there's research, we always want to question it because as I've talked about with other professionals on here before, you know, you can get funding for research and it can be somewhat skeptical. Um, but that's why I look at across the board different sources and you'll see a common denominator of omega-3 fatty acids being beneficial for the brain and also sugar being not great for the brain and inflammation being related to it. So again, omega-3 fatty acids. One of the questions that came up in our class was what, what's a good source of it? So whether you're talking about uh, walnuts, almonds, any kind of like mixed nuts, um, certain seeds, excuse me, also looking at um, avocados, olives, olive oil. And what you also want to consider is um, if you have any kind of cholesterol issues and some of the uh, predisposition you may have. Now, again, dietary cholesterol is not directly related to your actual cholesterol in your blood. However, um, if you're on certain medication from your doctor, if you have um, certain other conditions, it's something that you want to be cognizant of. So just don't take it because I'm saying to have it. Oh, well, I'm going to go do that. Still consult with a professional that knows your specific information. So we kind of have some good fats we can think about. Now let's talk about fruits and vegetables. Specifically on the fruit side, um, berries in general tend to be really high in polyphenols and antioxidants. They're going to be beneficial to kind of combat inflammation. Um, one of the ones, uh, an enzyme, bromelain, um, that I originally first kind of heard that in a, a lecture from Chris Algieri, who's um, a certified sports nutritionist and also a professional boxer and just a high-level academic as well as high-level athletic uh, individual. Uh, start looking into it. Bromelain's a great um, 
option for anti-inflammatory that's naturally occurring in certain foods that we can have. One of the greatest sources is pineapple. Um, and that's even a little bit lower in the glycemic index and glycemic load, so it can be a better choice. Also, grapes and cherries tend to be one of the higher um, sources of antioxidants and polyphenols related to inflammation. We can also look at you know blueberries, um, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, any kind of berries are going to be a great option. So again, to kind of recap on the fruit side, we're looking at cherries, grapes, blueberries, uh, raspberries, strawberries, um, blackberries. And then we also have um, pineapple, avocado, olives, olive oil, go to walnuts, almonds, cashews, any of those high fat nuts. All those are going to be great nutritional options. So we have a little bit of the nutrition side. We have a little bit of like what to have, what not to have. Let's also look at some other variables from a lifestyle standpoint we can talk about. And it's things you've heard before. It's not a whole bunch of mind-blowing things, but it's important to talk about. Whether it's you know quitting smoking, nicotine can be a bad one, alcohol, um, minimizing stress. So that's where I think also fitness and exercise comes in play because not only exercise in and of itself has a positive impact on inflammation, Potentially, depending on you know how you actually balance it out, because if you're running you know ten miles a day every single day year round, that's probably not going to be great either for inflammation and other variables related to stress and body breaking down. So there's a balancing act we have to find. But exercise, um, managing stress, minimizing as much as possible, which exercise can help with. Also, getting more sleep is something I've been working on too. That you've. You know, even in the last podcast, I talked about my body fat percentage going up a little bit. There's a couple of variables involved. Obviously, nutritional habits, but also lack of sleep, like getting four to six hours of sleep when I should be really having seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. Um, but obviously, that's really not in the picture when you have a newborn or a year old kid and, you know, trying to just manage that as best as possible. Um, so if you know you can get six hours of sleep, like me, like actually I'm probably going to have to end this podcast soon because it's almost midnight and um, I got to wake up at around 6, 6.30 to be with Lena. So it's like, okay, how do we manage these variables? And even like being in front of my, my computer screen right now, like it's not the best option. But again, trying to figure out the balance there. So I'm going to probably finish this up soon, um, give myself a half hour window to shut it down, breathe, go through some meditation, listen to calming music, go through all those, not eating foods, I gave my body some time to digest, just drinking fluids, water, even minimizing that a little bit. All those variables are good things. So again, having a sleep hygiene protocol, mini, uh, managing and minimizing stress, not taking in unnecessary toxins like alcohol, nicotine, other variables of drugs, um, not taking anti-inflammatories that are over the counter or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like aspirin, ibuprofen, if not necessary. And even if they are, kind of reconsider, try and talk to your doctor, see if they can get you another option. Eating more fruits, specifically uh, cherries, grapes, berries, all the mixed berries, avocados, olives. Um, from a vegetable standpoint, you can have your cauliflower, you can have uh, cabbage, all great aspects and antioxidant rich. Um, also, uh, coffee and tea has polyphenols in it, so probably leaning more towards tea, green tea specifically. Um, I still drink coffee in the morning and I drink it up till about like two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon, so I'm working on managing those windows of time exercising and really just looking at all these aspects. But again, one of the strategies that I always talk about with my clients or just even on here I try to mention is don't do everything all at once. Pick one thing, crush that for one to two weeks, three weeks, make it a habit, then move on to the next thing on your checklist. So make a checklist of five, 10 things that I just talked about, but only attack one thing at a time. If you try and do everything at once, you're gonna fail. Statistically, we know you're going to fail. 
at least 50% of the time, if not more. So why not set yourself up for sex, success for about 90% success rate by just doing one thing at a time? So that's pretty much it, y'all. It's like kind of like a general topic touching on inflammation, some of the impacts it has on the brain, on the body, some of the things we can do about it. I hope this was helpful. And let's see if I can get some sleep, y'all. Peace. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.